Hello, I'm Dr. Jimmy Smith, thankful for another opportunity to share the Word of God. We're in the book of James. James, as he writes under the inspiration of God, he speaks to us concerning Christian growth and Christian development. And as long as we're in the flesh, we are to continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we never graduate. And so we're thankful to have our own copy of the Bible. There are people in different parts of the world who do not have a Bible, and some are being put in jail and even put to death if they're caught with the Word of God. And so we are grateful that the Lord has blessed us with our own Bible. Here we are in the book of James, James in chapter 1. Let's pick up today in verse 5. And the Bible says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. As we grow in grace, we learn the value of prayer, the privilege, the great opportunity to come to the Lord in prayer. And James here in chapter 1, he speaks to us concerning a good prayer to pray, the prayer for wisdom. As we think about wisdom, we understand that wisdom is the right use of knowledge. We understand that knowledge is a collection of facts, of names, dates, data, history, events, etc. But wisdom is the correct use of the facts, a correct use of the knowledge. And here in the King James Version, we see the word if. In the Greek, the word if is equivalent to the word since. So we could read the text like this and not do damage to the text. Since any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of God. It is not a question of, do I lack wisdom? I most definitely do. And I certainly lack the wisdom that is divine. And there's no shame in that. That's not an insult. It's a revelation. May I come to the grip of knowing and understanding that, Lord, I need you to guide me. I need your discernment. I need your discretion. I need your covering. I need you to show me. And so it's not a question of do I lack wisdom? I most definitely do. Well, the Lord says, come to him. What a great text. Since any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Pray that God will give the wisdom, that God will give the discretion. And the reality is, because of salvation, and we understand at the moment of salvation, based on Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, God in the person of the Holy Spirit indwells the believer. And based on St. John and chapter 16 and verse 13, we see that the Holy Spirit is our guide. In St. John chapter 14, around verse 26, we see that the Holy Spirit is the teacher of Scripture, and he will bring the Word of God back to our remembrance. And so because of the indwelling Holy Spirit, and because of the privilege we have to have our own copy of the Bible, 
we can grow in God's divine wisdom. But it certainly is biblical to pray that the Lord would grant illumination. And as we pray, we confess our sin because we know that although we're redeemed, we still are enhoused in the flesh and we sin by word, by thought, and by deed. And that sin causes you and I to no longer be in fellowship with God. We do not lose our salvation, but we are no longer in fellowship with God. We are no longer, if you will, connected to the Lord. We find ourselves out of the will of God, and in order to get back in the will of God, we are to confess our sin, First John chapter 1 and verse 9, if I confess my sin, God is faithful and just to cleanse me of my sin and to forgive me from all unrighteousness, and that places me back in fellowship with God, so that now as I read the word of God, uh, it, it becomes clear to us because we're in fellowship with the Lord. And so we have this great verse, if any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of God. And that's a great verse, beloved. As we come to the Bible, before we come, it is apropos, it is appropriate that you and I would pray, Lord, would you grant illumination? And God grants illumination, not so that we may appear to be smart, but so that we may learn how to live. When we talk about the study of God's word, the great verse in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, we see four reasons within that verse why we are to study. The text says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And based on that verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, we see four reasons why we study the word of God not just read, but study. Study also implies to dig into the text, to look up the terms, etc. But number one, we study to learn how to live. Number two, we study to learn what to do. Number three, we study to be able to share the word of God with boldness and not to be ashamed or afraid. And number four, we study so that we may correctly understand the text. And as we mentioned, study involves digging into the text because the original language of the New Testament is Greek with the exception of the book of Mark. The original language of Mark is Aramaic and the original language of the Old Testament is Hebrew. Well, as we consider the New Testament the Greek language, the ancient language, is a very vast language. And one word may have diverse meanings. And so study implies to look up the term in the original language and discern how God is using the word in the particular text that you're investigating. For instance, in the New Testament, the word love has four different diverse meanings. And so it's easy to walk away from the Bible after reading the Bible and have a distorted interpretation of the text because what I've done was read the text, but I did not study it. And so I need wisdom. Wisdom is the right use of the knowledge. 
And so it is apropos and accurate and biblical and fruitful and productive that you and I would literally, before coming to the Word of God, inquire and ask God to open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things from your law. And so James, as he talks about Christian growth and Christian maturity, there will be no maturity if there is no understanding of the text. And it takes time. I like to say that reading the Bible is to rake the surface, but to study is to put down the rake and to pick up a shovel and dig into the text. And as we dig, it is biblical and fruitful and productive and wise that before we engage in either the reading or the studying, that we would do some praying. And so James says, if any of you lack wisdom, or since any of you lack wisdom, it's not a question of do I lack wisdom, I most definitely do. Now that's not an insult. Uh, the confession of that fact is the route toward gaining wisdom and not staying in a state of ignorance, a word we do not like. It simply means unlearn. But if I could come to the place of understanding first that I lack wisdom, because people think that they're on top of things and that they know everything, and they love to tell people what they need to do when their life is mixed up and messed up because they have not put in the due diligence and the time to discern and discover what God wants them to do. And so to be able to say, Lord, I lack wisdom, that's a good place. We are in route to resolving that issue because I admit the issue. And so again in verse 5, since any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of God. It's praying time. Lord, would you grant illumination? Lord, would you lead me? Lord, would you guide me? Let them ask of, of God that give to all men liberally or generously and upbraideth not or and dishonor not, and it shall be given him. This is a prayer that is biblical. And when we think about how to experience answer to prayer, we experience answer to prayer for several reasons, one of them being to pray the will of God. God desires to give his children wisdom and guidance and knowledge and discretion and discernment. And God says, are you willing to come and get it? He's not going to put a holy funnel in our ear and pour it in our brain. He wants you and I to do our due diligence and let me hasten to say we never graduate. Irregardless of how many credentials, how many degrees, irregardless of how long we have engaged in the study of God's word, it is folly and it is foolish to come to the conclusion that I'm heavy in the word. And anyone who feels that they're heavy in this book is foolish because we're talking about the mind of God. We're talking about a vast God, an omniscious God, an omnipotent God, omnipresent God. We're talking about a God 
who is almighty, who is sovereign. I dare not come to the conclusion because of studying for a few years or completing uh, credentials that we're on top of what the Lord is saying. And throughout eternity, we'll continue to learn of his greatness. And so uh, it is a good prayer to pray. If any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of God that give to all men generally and upbrighteth not and it shall be given him. And the Lord says in verse 6, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That one of the prerequisites as we uh, read the Bible and as we learn doctrine, doctrine is teaching. And as we think about the doctrine of prayer, uh, there are several mechanics. We see it in the Gospel of St. Matthew as well as in the Gospel of St. Luke. I love the text in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 11, beginning in verse 1 through 4. We see the mechanics concerning how to pray and how to get a prayer through. And we see one stated here in verse 6 that definitely if you and I are to experience an answer to prayer, we understand, we stated earlier, that I must get back in fellowship with God because I'm out of fellowship when I sin. And it's not a question of, have I sinned? As long as I'm in the flesh, I will have moments. I sin by word, by thought, and by deed. And so we confess our sin so as to get back in fellowship with God. And now, when we pray, we pray and we ask God for wisdom. And we pray in faith. Another prerequisite. Uh, as we come to the Lord in prayer and as we hope God to hear and answer our prayer in the affirmative, it is because of confessing our sin, getting back in fellowship with God, and then to pray and to exercise faith. That is a prerequisite. That's something that God is looking for in our heart when we come to him. And so uh, we cannot forget that principle. Uh, as we go further here in verse 6, But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed. Verse 7, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Another principle here as we think about prayer, uh, not only to confess our sin, not only to ask God for for wisdom and not only to uh, have faith in God as we pray, but to pray according to the will of God. We know the will of God because the will of God is the word of God. We pray for those things that God already said he delights in giving to his children. And so another reason why it's important for you and I to study the Bible, there may be times when we pray for things that the Lord already said. I do not like, I'm not going to be a part of, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. And so what a great verse here. Uh, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Prayer is not um, as putting God on an errand. Prayer is not rubbing um, a, a genie's bottle and asking the genie to come out and granting our wish. We have the privilege to pray. And we pray believing and we pray according to the Bible. Beloved, perhaps one of the reasons why our prayers have not been heard 
after confessing our sin and after confessing and admitting that we believe that God is able is because the prayer request was contrary to the word of God. God's word reveals his will. And one thing is certain, if we're going to experience answer to prayer, it is because we have learned to pray for those things that are pleasing unto the Lord. Let's continue in our study in the book of James. I thank you.